0: Listening to Women and Music by Goldhand Girls. And we are your hosts, Alexa Ace and Michaela
1: Chandler. Let me kick this episode off by saying one word Gaga.
0: Oh, that's right. Today's guest not only works as a production coordinator and road manager for Lady Gaga, but also has worked in some of the most iconic venues with Live Nation. Introducing Sam Stingland. <laughs>
1: Hi. Hey, Hello. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to talk to you. Oh, my God. You guys are just you gals are
2: my <laughs> first podcast, and I am so excited. Yay. So thank so you for having me. Yeah. This is
1: our first podcast, too, so.
2: Yay. We're stoked. <laughs> we will uh, work out yeah. all the keys together. Hopefully. Yeah, no we kids. sure
0: will. <laughs> we're
2: going to figure it's it out. It's a learning process. <laughs>
0: So Sam, Sorry. we we want to start by asking you just the basics. Who
2: who are you? What do you what do you do? What do you do for a living? I currently work for Live Nation in the promoter wrap department, I'm doing production coordinator stuff for arenas, amphitheaters and stadiums in SoCal basically. Um minus San Diego. And then I also tour with Lady Gaga and I production coordinate for her and road manage the crew. That is so,
0: badass. Keep, All cats. Keeps me busy. Or is it before
2: coronavirus? What is a production coordinator? You're basically assisting the production manager of the show. You know, you basically liaise however best you can. So different positions because one's artist side and one's promoter side. But there's a lot of overlap, too. And, and which side do you do,
0: promoter side? Um, I do both. You do I both? I do both. Cool.
2: Because I work with Gaga, and then I also work with Live Nation, and they're two separate gigs. And um, I also
0: want to just share with our audience, mm-hmm. can you name a few of the shows that you've worked and also the venues that you've worked in?
2: Oh, um, okay. So on the Live Nation aspect, I have worked at the Forum Staple Center, the Rose Bowl, Dodger Stadium, the Wiltern, um, Palladium, Honda Center, uh, Petco Park in San oh. Diego. We Yeah, kind of a lot of the big ones. And San Bernardino has this huge amphitheater called Glen Helen, And I think it's one of the biggest in the world, actually. Like the lawn seats so many people, but they held us festival back in eighty two and eighty three I believe and like it's just iconic because that lineup was so insane. Wow. And um so that, and it's like it's on a regional park too. So that might be one of my favorite venues. Even though it's in San Bernardino and there's not much to do out there. It just has a lot of history. Yeah. And, and that um, matters in the
0: music industry too.
2: Yeah. And then show wise, um the ones that come to mind just off the top of my head. We did, I did uh, um, six or seven Tom Petty shows and he was my number one. So being able to be a part of those shows were amazing. And Fleetwood Mac, um, Coldplay. We did BTS, which is not necessarily my cup of tea, but I think it's such a beautiful thing and what it does for, you know, their fans. Um, Like they're singing and korean not all the time but like yeah. the fact that you know it and i just think that that um they appeal to part of the population that may have not been represented before musically um so we did totally bps the rose bowl which was one of the longest Times on, say, I think I was there for, like, 17 days. Wow. <laughs> it was a long one. Um, and then on the next day, on my 18th day, I got to production manage Incubus at the Troubadour, which was honestly the most full-circle experience I have ever had because my first show I ever bought tickets to was Incubus at the Forum, and I sat in the second-to-last row in the nosebleeds. Wow. That's so full circle. That is a moment. Yeah, it was really, really, really special. Like, oh, almost got tears to my eyes just oh. thinking about it. <laughs> so how'd you get started in the music industry? I honestly fell into it. I was between jobs in the hospitality industry. And I had a good friend who's still one of my dearest friends today offer me just a runner job. And I was like, that's not going to solve my problems. Like, I almost didn't take it. And I took that, which was three days doing a Spanish show at the Honda Center in Anaheim, where the Mighty Ducks play. And one thing led to another. And here I am 10 years later. So thank God I took it. And thank God he offered it to me. Now,
1: I saw your background, or you (laughs) got your degree in sociology, right? I did, yeah. So how is that? (laughs) Do you think that that has kind of helped you?
2: So I went to UC Irvine and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't fixated on the future or anything. And I just fell in love with sociology. I did. I'm like one of my intermediate classes that I took and I loved it. So I think the study of people has definitely helped me be in different positions, you know, um, Be backstage, be in front of high-level artists, be in front of tour managers, deal with grumpy, you know, roadies or stagehands or whatever. They're always so grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) The days are long. The days are really long. Um, I always love that. Like, I love... Uh, Taking a grumpy roadie, and you know, it's like a challenge, and making them smile or crack a joke, or I don't know, it's one of my favorite things. What's your
1: turning their day around? What's your go-to joke?
2: (laughs) I don't even know. I I really don't have one. Unfortunately, it's just whatever rolls off my tongue, and I'll try and be a little cheeky about it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) What kind of music did you listen to when you were younger? So I grew up with like my dad basically teaching me about the Beatles and the stones, but also the cure and Nirvana and stuff like that. And then my mom, her favorites were Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles. Um, And then my grandparents, uh, which I lived with for the majority of my childhood, they listened to a lot of country. So it was like, (laughs) Yeah, I know it, it was mm-hmm. all over the map. Um, but a lot of, uh, you know, like Waylon and George, and then also like Alan Jackson, who was my first crush. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <A> little Chattahoochee. <laughs> yeah. Those little tight jeans. Oh my gosh, You're like, um, you're like my heart is melting. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
0: Being from yeah. Oklahoma, we just kind of have to know country music.
2: Well, yeah. It's around us all the
0: time. Um,
2: It's just for the soul, I think. You know, at least like 90s country and before that.
0: Yeah, 90s country is it. Yeah. So you said your first job was a runner. What were some of your tasks as a a runner?
2: So you're basically running errands for the tour. Um, You know, so whatever they want. If they need like a certain size screw for the stagehands or, you know, for the, the carps or whatever, then you're doing that or you're picking up after show food or you're doing coffee orders or you're running tickets to management. Like there's literally it's endless. no, yeah, it, there's it's endless what you could be doing. Um, which, you know, you have to be resourceful. You have to think on your feet. Uh, I think being a server definitely helped me troubleshoot too and think quickly. So how did you make
1: that transition? Like after you get done being a runner for that show, then you're kind of sitting at home or in your car and you're like, wow, I loved that. What now? Where do I go from here?
2: (laughs) You just kind of wait for the next call, you know? Um, It it can, you know, be stressful. It can be exciting because you have no idea when you're working next. You don't know what the next artist will be, what the next venue will be. Um, So, yeah, you just kind of like you wait and then for me there was a position that became available at the end of the year and so I kind of moved into it and then you pivot from there
1: what has been like one of the biggest lessons you've learned during this time
2: you really just have to hold your composure in any situation um because I've had you know tour managers yell at me I've had tour managers hit on me Mm -hmm. sorry not to make this just about tour managers but like Mm -hmm. even women either even fellow women like you know think that I don't know I climbed my way to the top the wrong way or Mm -hmm. something so you really just have to like hold it together and there's just so many different situations that will arise so knowing when to speak knowing you know when to keep it cool, knowing, you know, just how to how to make do with the best situation.
0: What are you what are you doing right now? How has quarantine affected your job since you are primarily in the live music
2: scene? Live music part of the industry? <laughs> it's completely halted my job. Um I was literally on my way to a show when I got the call to cancel everything. So it immediately impacted me. And this was going to be the busiest, most successful year for for me and probably for the industry. I feel like it was just on such a trajectory. And, yeah, here we are. Our entire industry has been shut down. Yeah, I think the music industry, regardless, it has to
0: come out strong. I mean, the show... Will go on, it does go on, it doesn't ever stop going on. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but Dave Grohl posted a long, um, lengthy Facebook post about the way that being at a music venue makes you feel during a show. And I think a lot of us who work in music are missing that feeling the feeling of the after show glow, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. after you work 16 hours, a 16 hour day, you know, maybe being yelled at or. Holding your composure in front of an artist and then after the show you you just you you have the energy to want to do it again because it's such an electrifying job. So what are some of those what are some of those moments that you've had that you've been on the job that you were just like, Wow,
2: I love what I'm doing? Um, I mean, nothing will ever top getting paid to see your favorite artist and not even to make it about money. Just like because you could be scrubbing toilets, you know, like the, Mm -hmm. like the fact that that is your job is like, is so beautiful to me. Um, I, I also love looking out into the crowd and seeing their faces, like how happy Mm -hmm. they are. It It is the most gratifying feeling and it connects us all. It makes us a community, you know, I mean, music can, what I've always loved is that music can mean so many different things. Like, there's, there's, you know, one song, but it can absolutely mean a bazillion different meanings to yeah. a bazillion different people. And I have always loved that. Um, I, love I go to that. a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's one song. Like, it's. I mean, I guess you could translate it, but it's yeah. literally one song, and it can, it can take someone, you know, out of a breakup or motivate them to. Cut their hair, or change careers, right. or yes. you know, it can it can do so much. And I just that to me is one of the most beautiful things. And like you know, seeing people, seeing people in the crowd and singing their hearts out, or having the best night of their life, and just that in 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 and of itself is so beautiful. But then also knowing that I had like a small part in making that happen for them just really is the most gratifying feeling.
1: Absolutely, that is the best moment at a show is seeing like the whole crowd, seeing their favorite artist lyrics like at the top of their lungs, and like the whole crowd is singing it, and it's just like, wow! I had a, yeah. I scanned a ticket for that. Like that <laughs> is just so humbling yeah. and like moving and motivating and just wow! Music is so powerful. It is, and I love it's I love so the unity powerful. that it brings. Yes, it's like Sam. Yeah. I love
0: that you're saying like you don't really know what. Like, I love that you, you can be in a an arena, and I love arena shows, and I know, I don't know, I, I mm-hmm. love them. They bring, mm-hmm. like, it's like mass congregation for one thing, and you have Community. no idea, you have no idea that the person that is next to you, like, you might be belting the same lyrics as as the person on stage, but for completely different reasons, mm-hmm. and it's it, it really unites...
2: Hum- music unites humanity. Yeah. You know, it's a language that we all interpret differently. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, just, I miss it. I know. Me so too. Much. I would I go to a lot of shows, you know, I think just being a fan of music in general, like I go to a lot of shows even when I'm not working them. And I just absolutely miss that element of my life this year. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And
0: and since since you're so used to working at venues we're very curious to know like what it's like just to show up at a show up at a show like what is what does your typical day of work look like when you're at a venue or when you're working (laughs) some of the most iconic venues in the world (laughs) long
2: long (laughs) days let me tell you load in to load out is my life um I have worked you know I think my longest is like a 20 and a half hour day but it's usually around like seventeen or eighteen hours, so um yeah, <laughs> you know your first one's in, last one's out, yeah, and anything else that happens throughout the day, i mean there's you know there's staffing, there's orders, there's tickets, there's you know um dealing with you know getting artists and even the crew like placed in rooms and there's so many different things. Basically, I liaise between the tour and the building. So anything that can come up, you kind of have to know at least where to redirect and uh, how to problem solve.
1: And Sam, I I interned at a music venue before I, I even got started. And I was always curious, like, I wanted to network with these people that were coming in, the tour managers with the art, not the artists per se, but just the different People in the industry that I'm involved in, and I was just like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know if it's proper to go up to someone and and ask like, mm-hmm. what would your advice be for networking at a venue?
0: At a venue,
2: the strongest part for me is that you see some of the same crews come through like year yeah. after year, so you mm-hmm. just build that kind of connection naturally, Um and then just just talking, just being human and, you know, having the conversation and not being awkward because they're human too. And just because we're working doesn't mean that like, we can't talk to each other, but like, there has to be a professional aspect to it too. And it can't be forced. Right. I would say like, you know, it just needs to happen. If it feels right, great like obviously don't run up to the artist in catering like people don't really <laughs> want to be talked to when they're eating like you know like there's have manners about it and and I mean if they don't want to talk to you you'll probably know that too <laughs> right? yeah I remember when I also interned
0: that was something I was so scared of is like I always like one of my life mottos is you, you never know until you ask yeah and I always would want to go up to the crew after show um but would be too scared because i know they were just they were exhausted but some of those conversations are the conversations that got me to where i am today so we want to know what are some backstage tips you have for people aspiring to to be a production coordinator
2: god stay in your lane like really Mm. just (laughs) know no one to talk but you know like keep it professional um you know, we have to have a certain personality for it. I don't believe that necessarily everyone is fit for it, but you got to be organized. You know, I write everything down. I'm old school. I like I, so many people advanced with like Excel or email or on the computer, but I literally write everything down. So I have it in front of me and I just think that there's something to, you know, your muscle memory. And I set alarms in my phone. Like reminders and notifications and little tricks that you kind of learn along the way that help me. Like, and honestly, it's it's persevered through my normal life. Like, I'll set an alarm to I don't know call so and so at one thirty on you know Tuesday or whatever. Like, and I really do think it helps. And I put everything in my calendar as well.
0: I love I love that you're going into the details because I think that people really think that rock and roll. And the music industry is just that. It's just rock and roll. It's just... Thrown it, out a wall. Yeah. And it really no. is, like, it's detail-orientated. Like, I remember just running at, at different shows, too, and it's like, I've been asked to run for the, the craziest things. Like, I remember one time... Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> but... Uh, you, know, you never know, though. So I love, I love that, like, when you're working a show, that little detail matters to the whole
2: team yeah I remember one show I literally I don't know why this just pops in my mind probably because you mentioned or alluded to something you had to run <laughs> for but um I had to get a doctor in um oh, wow. and strippers to dance on stage or dancers shall I say but like female dancers to dance on stage and I was like oh well that's my day of the day you know and obviously <laughs> everything else and I'm like a doctor to, like I don't know, administer a Z-Pack or something and female dancers to dance on scene yeah. <laughs> all within like an hour. Yes. Oh, and That's networking and like <laughs> saving contacts in your phone, like, holy moly, the times that I'm like, who, how am I going to find this like specialty doctor mm-hmm. in, you know, BSE? Mm-hmm. Um, And you just, yeah. You have to do it though. You know. <laughs>
0: Especially if you it's have a request it, but- from the artist.
2: yeah otherwise you're risking the show not happening and you don't want to be in that position (laughs) can
1: you be vulnerable for a second sam and tell us kind of like your shit i did not do that right moment and how you kind of like learn from that
2: i mean there's some times where you know like you just forgot to advance something and or like an email got skipped or something and Let me tell you (laughs) that feeling when they're like, where's my blah, blah, blah. And you're like, fuck, I did not order blah, blah, blah. Um, and you got to think on your feet and make it happen. And you really, you really learn to check those emails and read all the details. And, and it's hard because you know, and sometimes you're exhausted. Like you have worked hours on end and, you know, it you're human. Human error happens. But I think you learn, you know, you you take something away from that and you keep it real. You know, like if you fucked up, you say, Fuck, I fucked, I fucked up. up. Like, I fucked up. This is, you know, my error. Let me know how I can make it better. Um, and let me fix this for you. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, some other moments where I may have lost my cool with the wrong person or something, it happens.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know,
2: I, it's I've the real w- world too.
1: Yeah. I've worked with so many people that if something doesn't happen, then it's almost like it gets pushed down to the bottom of the totem pole. Like people are afraid to take ownership in like their fuck ups. And I think you earn a lot of
0: respect by doing that. Yeah. Especially Absolutely. since you have to do so many tasks in one day day of show it's like you might have 50 tasks to do and if you fuck up one like that it still very much matters but again the show will the show will go on so you kind of become that person that if you do do your stuff right that that's a big way that I've moved up personally um just staying on top of those details and um, no
2: being on your being on top of your game and accountability is huge I would say Like, even for the people that I hire, and let me tell you, like, that's so important too, keeping people around that makes those long days a little bit more bearable, um, or a lot more bearable, actually. Like, the people I work with are my family, and that's one of the most beautiful things. But, like, if, you know, you keep fucking up, like it's just not going to roll. It's not. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be on top of it and be accountable.
0: And I bet you have to be super on top of it when you're working for Gaga.
2: Yeah. I mean, understatement. Wow. That crew is like the creme de la creme. And I absolutely am floored. Like I still punch myself that I'm working with her. It's crazy to me. Um I was, super happy and content doing concerts in LA with Live Nation. And then that um, gig just kind of landed in my lap. But yeah, it's very inspiring to work with such a high level artist and crew too. What do you
0: do exactly for Enigma and for Gaga?
2: I production coordinate and road manage the crew. So, you know, keeping them fed and happy. And, (laughs) um, keeping them moving about the country and travel and all that stuff and housed in hotels and per diems and fun stuff like that. And then, you know, whatever else comes up along the way. Um, I work with the production manager and just make sure his day is, you know, going smooth and however I can help. Um, coffee, <laughs> good coffee is very important. I would say, and good food and keeping the spirits high, how many people
0: you said you kept to keep track of like the road crew?
2: How many people like
0: forty two or oh, well. something like
2: that it's, yeah. um it varies depending on the show, so
0: yeah they have they have two different um well, it's the same residency, right, Enigma and jazz and piano?
2: It is, yeah, but she it does is. two different shows she does two nights of enigma. A week and then we change over um after the second enigma show into the jazz show
0: what is it like working for um like working each of those shows are are they different at all
2: they're completely different um because the enigma show has the has the pop band and so they have band and dancers jazz doesn't but we have an orchestra um And we have a backing band, which they're amazing. Um, But it's definitely, you know, a different, different vibe. The Enigma show has a GA floor, so, like, people can, you know, can dance around. Jazz is a lot more formal. The basics, like the schematics and, like, you know, the bones of the show are the same. But then, obviously, the aesthetic and the vibe is totally different.
1: Now I know you said you had only been working with Gaga for about ten months um what what is like how different is that transition from arena life to now working directly with the artist?
2: It's a lot different um but I think that there's a lot of same crossover too i I think as as much you know as I've worked as on the promoter side, like there's so much crossover, and I can anticipate a little bit at least what you know the artist's needs are and and those things because I've been on the other side. Um but it it's you know that's life on the road too, which I had never really toured before. Unless like, you know, we're just going to different venues, but on the promoter side you're just going for the day and then you you know you drive in, you sit in traffic, you load in have a show, load out, and then you drive home, which touring with Gaga is hotel life and flights and you know and all that stuff, which I love. I love traveling. I love
0: touring. But I love both of them. So you've toured with her as well as worked for Enigma.
2: Yeah. So we did the Vegas residency. Um we did a couple runs with that, but then we also went to Miami last year for a show for Super Bowl. Wow. And then we were going to tour this year but we'll try
0: again next year (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, as a production coordinator are you ever
2: in direct contact with the artist not really um it's more of more the tour manager and their team but i mean of course you're around them
0: so we also really want to talk about your um outside work as well and we know you have rock and roll candle co and that is so badass about to order all of them Mm -hmm. Um, can you talk to us a little bit Thank about you. about your outside work, about, like, the yeah. Spellbound Group and, and Rock and Roll Co.?
2: The Spellbound Group was kind of just something that I started out back in the day, and it was a management staff um, with this lady, Alicia Yaffe. I um, haven't been there in quite some time, but, yeah, it was a great experience for a moment in time. Um, I just... I don't think that's for me. Like that's a special breed of person. Not for me either. <laughs> Holy moly! <Like, laughs> I've tried. Shout out to the artist yeah, managers. Totally. I really thought I wanted to do that, and then after my experience, I was like, no, I don't think I want to be in charge of someone's a lot career. Yeah, okay, I'm good, but yeah. Um, but it it was cool. Um, we worked with this South African band called the and They were like huge in South Africa like the Coldplay of South Africa, but not that big here. So it was kind of cool seeing the diversity and, and, you know, Alicia was brilliant in getting them going and stuff. Um, but so did that. And then candles about five years ago, this idea just popped into my head and I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. Like let's make sense inspired by classic rock songs. Um, cause I love classic rock music and I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind for a while, got lazy with it, you know, and just kind of like kept like a note sheet in my iPhone and just would add little details as they would come into my brain. And then rock and roll Campbell Co. popped into my brain and I was out walking my dog and I ran home, got the Instagram handle, got the domain on GoDaddy uh got you know filed for the dba and stuff and then since then i've been you know rolling it out it's definitely trial and error it's a learning process um i really don't know what i'm doing but i'm learning as i go well congratulations that is awesome (laughs) i think it's so smart
0: i think that people who are in rock and roll love rock and roll things (laughs) at least i do or just music in general Yeah, yeah
2: just music you know, appreciators and afic- aficionados. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I honestly have no idea how my brain arrived at that, but I'm so happy it did. And we'll see it's where just it goes. It's the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. so what
0: advice do you have for younger girls looking to work at shows and at venues similar to what you do? Believe in
2: yourself for sure. Like if, if I'm out there doing it, anyone can do it, you know, um, or make it happen or find their way at least like my job may not be your calling, but there's so many different avenues that you can go, um, be professional, keep it professional always, um, be there for the right reasons. Don't be trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, find a rockstar husband because mm-hmm. you'll get weeded out real quickly. Really and quick dress professionally don't show up in mini skirts like you just don't you just you you get some looks and you probably get the wrong attention and i don't know i mean teach their own if that's what you want by all means but if you really want people to take you seriously i think you have to drop that apart
1: alexa wears like six inch platforms anywhere she goes like oh i'm going (laughs) to target six inch platforms
2: bedazzled Mike. You are a hero. <laughs> I would be bambi legging all over the planet in those things. Like you can't even wear like stilettos or anything.
0: Yeah, barely me either. But I love how you're like <laughs> you like you you want to dress professional. And I think that this is a talking point that I would really love to further because because it's so true. It's so true. And you know we're we're massive feminists, but mainly we just want equality. And I think that people um, who work in venues, especially women. It's not that you can't wear that stuff. You can totally wear that stuff, but I think that comfortability is also just number 1 because it is such long hours. And number 2, you're around a lot of men. You're mm-hmm. around a lot of men in the music industry no matter what. Yeah. And um you and, and you want you want to remain you want to hold that composure and and um I think that you know many skirts unfortunately uh sometimes can go off the wrong impression um especially in such a distinctly male dominated industry and if and again like if if you do wear many skirts to to a show or to a venue all day then cheers to you but i, I love that you mentioned that because because i think about that every time i go to a show or working a show um
2: yeah you, you can it's be a tough you, one for me yeah because it's like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I can be, you know, I can be brains and look however I want, but people will treat you a little differently. So if that's what you want, mm-hmm. by all means. Um, The girls that, you know, that yeah. I hire and stuff, I I mean, I, I want to, like, mama bear them, you know? And it's yeah. like, I don't want them, like, gawked at by people. And, you know, unfortunately, it's just it's part of it. Like some, some of these people don't see women for a long time because yeah. they're second inside venues too. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, but it is tough because I'm like, you can, you can be brilliant and naked, you know? Um, and yeah. you know, and, and still command respect, but I just, I just think that there's a time and a place for, for that stuff. And, um, and at work. You know, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, and it is is—it is still work. Like, I get it, it's music and it's rock and roll, but it's also people's employment. Um,
1: And it's your brand as a person. Like, if, is, I always think, like, what I wear to a show, like, that is what you're going to be kind of recognized for by their team, by your team. Like, yeah. that, how you dress is kind of a representation of yourself. I think that if you're yeah, part of the
0: team, you're absolutely. already in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that...
2: I don't
0: know. Yeah. spirits are power, but holding your, your composure also is. Yeah.
2: And on the flip, like, and and to each their own, but you'll never see me, maybe, maybe like on a loadout or something, but I'll never show up in like workout clothes either. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's too soon, but you, you you might be inviting the wrong attention, you know? And, and you're um, probably wearing a pass. And so if, if you're walking
0: through the crowd and, and whatever, and you're wearing an all access pass, that, I mean, no matter what, eyes are on you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do not post your passes online. Yes. yes. Say it again. Oh, God, it drives me up the wall when people do it. It's like we just don't live in a safe time, you know? No. And it's so easy for people to get access um, the wrong way. Yeah, and so do not who post knows it. what intentions. Do not ever, (laughs) ever, ever,
1: ever. Sam, I have a question kind of going back to your your initial start, how you you started in hospitality and then kind of worked your way up from there. And, you know, not having that in-depth musical background and stuff growing, um, not growing up on, but just in general, how did you kind of learn the terminology of the music industry and getting, you know, because those are definitely conversational pieces and how
2: you
0: learn like what a
2: writer is yeah (laughs) or in advance I just kind of like bit my tongue and figured it out you know and just keep your ears open and your eyes wide and be curious you know um you ask your team questions. You never ask the artist or their team questions, mm. and you never say no. And you say, yep, I can make that happen. And then you walk away, and you figure out how you're going to make it happen. That is such and great you, advice. The, yes. Yeah.
1: That's
2: damn never, never tell them no, um, unless you literally have exhausted all options, and it's impossible. But really, like, don't be lazy. And it's so important,
1: too, when you're working with a team is having that accountability because you can be a rock star, but if someone on your team is slacking, it shows across the
2: board. Yeah, it can definitely affect the entire team. So show up, be honest, Um, be organized, be authentic. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, you don't have to be there. Like, there are other jobs that you can, you know, you can do, so, like, I think, you know, if if you're going to be working eighteen-hour days on site, like you gotta want to be there. That's right. It's cut, it's a little cutthroat, too.
1: Yeah, there's always somebody right behind you
2: that wants that job, that wants that position. <laughs> Heck yeah! And there's twenty people that would, you know, kill to take your position. All right, last one, Sam. What uh, is oh. <laughs> your
0: gold moment? So for the us, that just means what is a moment that you're so proud of um, being in the music industry? Like, what is something that you've done or that you've felt or that you've been to and you're like, damn, I've made it. Like, this is it. Uh,
2: can I have multiple moments? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, getting recognized by some of the hardest working, like, most successful crew, you know, like, to managers and stuff, and, like, knowing that they know my name, even, because I'm just a little girl from Riverside that loved music, and to be working with people who I idolize them, and, you know, knowing that they they know who I am, and, like, you know, that they know when they come to LA and they see that they're working with me, that it's going to be a good day. Like, that's so important to me, just to make them feel warm and welcomed, and but we're not going to fuck it up, you know? That's one of them. And taking um, my catering, uh, leftover catering, and donating it to homeless people, and that is a mission that I want to get going when the world resumes. But, um, you know, there's a lot of food waste in the industry, and finding solutions for that and getting it to people that are in need is so important to me. Um, I think last is starting my candle business and people actually, you know, receiving it well and people liking something that I created out of thin air. Like that's a pretty gratifying moment.
0: That's awesome to have those people believe in you.
1: And thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, We're over here. We just keep looking at
0: each other. Like we, we understand and, and, and thank you for, for being open and for being vulnerable, because this is something that is very near and dear to us, um, women in the music industry behind the scenes, that the people that make the show go on or that help the show go on, and you absolutely yeah. have worked your way to to make a name for yourself. And and we you are known, Sam. <laughs> we you respect the fuck out of you.
2: Blushing. Stop it. Um. Thank you. Yeah, it is really beautiful to see more women um, in different positions, you know, Um, and growing the music industry is changing. It's definitely there were by no means this many women in the industry when I first started. And I think it's so fucking badass and rad. Oh, yeah. So where can people find you? What are your socials? Sam Stanglin um, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, there's no R in my last name. And it's also not Stage Land, which would be fucking perfect if it was, but it's not. Um, so yeah, S A M M 2 M and then Stanglin, S T A N G E L A N D, Instagram, Facebook. Um, people can always reach out if you have any questions or anything. Um, yeah, I would love to share my knowledge and experience and then candles are rock and roll candle co co period actually I guess there's not a period on the instagram handle but you know what i mean <laughs> <We gotcha. laughs> all right you heard it here
0: first thank you said thanks babe this episode was made possible by our first top tier patreon subscribers thank you pamela and aj thank you thank you Through networking, diligence, and
1: organization, SAM is paving the way for girls all around the world to work at elite venues. Tag
0: us on social media at Girls and show us how you listen to women in music. We are so inspired by our listeners and love connecting with each of you online. Don't wish for it. Work for it. Later, baby. See you guys.